You are in Daggerfall. It is 7.37 a.m. on Loredas the 21st of Morningstar. In the eyes of the law of Daggerfall, you are undependable. You are healthy. Hello everyone and welcome to the Good Grief Podcast, an eclectic walking tour of the Elder Scrolls to Daggerfall. Uh, it is about the journey, not the destination, and we are your faithful tour guides. I am Daisy. And I am Jude. And when we last left off, we were in the middle of uh, nowhere, so I have to check my map to see which direction we should be walking. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to... We were going up here somewhere. I thought we were was... going southwest to go back nope. to... Oh. We were going northwest somewhere over here. Uh, Black, Black Fort, that's where we're going. Ah. So we're going northwest... Our nearest place we can go to, there's a little village to the northwest called Galaborn, so we're going to head that way. Coming back to turn in the quest of saying, hey, we killed that one guy that you wanted us to kill. We killed that guy. Mm-hmm. Sure All right. did. So what are we drinking today? I'm... Now that it is not <laughs> evening. I mean, it is evening, rather. This is rather late for us for this, yeah. for this podcast. Uh, I'm having a Michael's Hard Lemonade, actually. Michael's? <laughs> um, a Mike's Hard, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's um, a vodka that's pretty lemonade. Good. Oh, it's vodka? I think so. Mike's Hard, I, I th- think, is vodka and, like, carbonated lemonade. I thought it was a seltzer. Uh, well, it is a seltzer, but what do you think the alcohol is in a seltzer? I thought it was... Mm, it doesn't taste... <laughs> so it must not be beer. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's not usually... <laughs> Beer isn't usually a seltzer, uh, right? Hmm. It's it's but it's like beer level of oh, it's a, alcohol. No, it's a malt beverage. You're right. Oh, it is okay. So, yeah, that's what because it is around oh, like beer no, level alcohol right. content. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. It tastes like a vodka lemonade. I'm just, I'm just silly. I feel I feel like a vodka lemonade would uh, mess you up a bit more than a Mike's Hard does. Yeah. It yeah. for me it hits in the same place as like a mixed drink, so I just I don't think about it that Alright. I'm drinking um mm, Bang Candy Apple Crisp. Because I'm, I'm still on a it quest is going ten PM for you. Yeah. I'm I'm mostly done with it. I mostly was drinking at the at the beginning of the stream because I wanted to keep my energy up. Have you had water recently? No, hang on. I have some down here though, so I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a little fippy. Hold on here. I'll redeem hydrate, so you have to. So I have to drink a second time. Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh no, what <laughs> hydration? My one weakness. So I think I go first this week. That sounds. That sounds correct. I do. I do evens, or do I do? Uh, well, everything we, got oh, okay. Well, now up when Cal now I do. Started. Yeah, I do evens now because I started on odds, but then we had Kel over. Uh. For, um, so yes, now I'm on even since the twelfth. So yeah, okay. Um, I have brought with some, nothing that something that I have not researched, but something that I have rewatched recently, mm-hmm. and that I love very much, which is the Netflix animated Castlevania TV series. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, I rewatched it recently because I was showing it uh, to Kel, and we it is it is so good. It's just so good. So Castlevania is a it's a it's an IP uh, that I believe was started by my 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 instinct is to say uh, Namco or or Bandai. Do you Let me go need look. To Google it. Castlevania. No, I'm, it's my subject. I should know this thing. You uh, should, uh, but you're googling it as we speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Konami. That's who it was. It's a. Vi- it started off as a video game franchise primarily, mm-hmm. um, and to, to this point, like most of its media, most of the media that is in the Castlevania series is uh, our video games. Uh, with the concept basically being uh, Dracula, bad guy, go find, kill Dracula, mm-hmm. and uh, video games consist of like going into uh, the earliest video games consist of going into Dracula's castle and. Um, going and killing him, because he's doing the bad stuff. What um, bad I, stuff does Dracula do in the games? I don't know it or care. Um, Alright. Because <laughs> uh, the, pl- the plot of Castlevania, the TV series, at least the first two seasons, are based on ca- the plot of Castlevania 3, uh, which I believe is entitled Dracula's Curse. 
Um, so in the, the 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 plot for the first couple seasons is Dracula uh, takes a human wife who he is quite fond of and charmed, and she's like starting to make him seem like not so bad. That may not seem not so bad, but definitely have a better opinion of humans than he t- than he had before. Uh, and while he's away traveling at her behest, because she's saying you should go travel the world and see other things, etc., etc., while traveling as a man, um, the Catholic Church decries her as a witch and burns her at the stake. And he gets so angry that he decides he's going to kill all of humanity about it. You know, <laughs> maybe he was right. <laughs> um... And the she, plot fo- yeah. focuses on uh, three characters. We have Trevor Belmont, uh, who is a- voiced by Richard Armitage, or Armitage. <laughs> uh, sc- scholars are still divided on this. Are they? Um, mm-hmm. um, and he's a sort of uh, rough-and-tumble, uh, last, last surviving member of a family of vampire and monster hunters. We have Saifa Belnades, who a, is a, a magician... Uh, who is quite quite uh, Jew coded, Jewish coded? Um, not her herself, but sort of like the the people that she's a part of because they're like wandering itiner- uh, wa- uh, wandering nomads who try to help where they can and are often ostracized and treated with uh, poor regard by the cultures that they in- interact with. Um, and they don't really, ha- except for, there's there's lots of things that aren't necessarily that, but it is, the, I guess ref- the, the the killing of them is referred to as a pogrom. So, you know. it's She's she's kind of, it's both Jewish and Romani coding, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. are, the, are the, like, fictional comparisons that have been made. Yes, yes. Um, but she is, very, she's very feisty and, and uh, powerful. What? Power, very powerful. Cool. Um, uh, and she's uh, she doesn't take much uh, from Trevor because Trevor slings a lot of her way. Stop um, swearing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then finally, Alucard, Dracula's half-human son that he had with the, his wife, who is now dead, and he's trying to stop Dracula from killing all of humanity because that's not what uh, Dracula's wife would have wanted. But Dracula is too grief-stricken to care. No, Dad. Lovely. That's what you want. Mom wanted me to be a jazz singer. <laughs> Mom wanted... What's this a reference to? That's not a reference to anything. I just think that Alucard is very beautiful. and He is. He and could have been jazzy hosier in fantasy. I made the observation on this last walk, on this last watch through that every single frame of uh, Alucard was drawn by someone who needs the audience to know how pretty he is at 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because he's a vi- he's a very pretty man, and that person uh, like w- did extremely well. Um, <laughs> oh my god, he is he's so beautiful. It is it is a good time to mention that every character in this in this series is very hot. It's a good day to be bisexual. <laughs> Truly, it is. Um, oh boy, mm-hmm, the character mm-hmm. design is just on a oh. I know it's mm-hmm. your subject, but I'm I'm gonna thirst just a little bit because mm-hmm. they are incredibly well designed and I don't know a dang thing about Castlevania the game series. Um, right. Well the game the game that it is that uh the the first two seasons adapt basically is much lighter on plot than the pl- than the the show itself. Uh it's quite it's a quite old like I think it was on the Super Nintendo which was a while ago. Castlevania 3 Dracula's Curse, it was on... Yeah, yeah, it was on the, the Nintendo... It, it wasn't on the Super Nintendo. It was on the regular Nintendo. It was on the NES, not the SNES. Ooh. came out in 1989 in Japan. Um, and this is back... Uh, so the uh, the story was... The story in games back then were, were considered to just generally take a backseat to the gameplay. Like, you, you would get the occasional text pop up every once in a while, but for the most part, it's just going through... Dracula's castle and fighting all the monsters that are in it and getting to Dracula and killing him. Um, but in this, like the the thing about the Castlevania three was that you could switch between char- certain characters, including the three main characters. But also, funnily enough, there's a fourth character. Uh, there's a fourth character named uh, Grant Dynasty. Da- Grant Dynasty, a pirate with the ability to climb on walls and change direction in mid-jump. Yes. <laughs> he is and also, Dynasty. Mm-hmm. 
He is the nasty. Sick the nasty. Mm-hmm. If there's any references to him in the show, I'm unfamiliar. But, you know. Um, I think the alt times are going to go back to here. All right. So now, where was I? We were talking about how hot the characters were. And they are very hot. Um, the third and fourth seasons uh, go up, go and basically just kind of do their own thing with a the plot they have themselves given. And the sec- uh, and new Some characters are introduced, some of which are... Uh, f- like characters that are actually in other games some of them are original characters um and the main thing i have to say extol about it is the fact that it is a it is it is it's quite gory it's very adult animation uh, but in the good way not in the uh seth mcfarland kind of way um it's very it's very high quality animation especially uh and it only gets like it's quite good even in the first series and e- first season rather, mm-hmm. and every season gets better than the last one, to the point where like you're sitting there and you're getting chills from watching these these animated people fight goons, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and some of the goons are hot too. Weirdly enough, like two or three of the go- of the goon designs are like, wait, hang on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's literally in the first episode. There's like that one demon who like. Uh, he has that scene with the priest when the, mm, I, the village that was is being raised. Yeah, it's episode two or three, I think. Yeah. yeah, but it's in it's in that first season, and he's like, mm-hmm. uh, "God hates you. You make him sick, but we love yeah, you." Yeah, yeah. And the the mm-hmm. implication is that he's going to sex him to death. <laughs> um, but no, then he just bites his head off, though. He he so, does yeah. do that, but you know the implication. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. Yeah. Well, the thing is that's 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 um. That's hot in like in a very monster boner kind of way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you need to to censor that as opposed to the actual term, but you probably should. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so I may as well have just said it anyway. Um, but like I'm talking about in like in season three, there are those like angel looking demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those mm-hmm. those are those are more like like it's still kind of that way because their their faces are all messed up, but like they have they have them them legs and pecs uh-huh. so anyway um so the animation's good the voice acting i find is uh it's unique i would say as far as like animated things go because there's there's something about a way many of the lines are delivered because they're delivered quite quietly but like you can he- like but you hear it very clearly it's like the, it's like they had really good microphones and they encourage the voice actors to not get too loud but like, just get right right up on the mic and like, kind of whisper, mumble, talk, mm-hmm. and it it's very good, honestly. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it, it's because it, it's very obviously the animation is very inspired by uh, by anime, right? But it's a Western production, um, and it's very strange hearing that sort of voice acting in a, a thing that looks kind of anime ish, because anime dubs are in most are almost never that like subtle or not quite subtle what's the word like under understated yeah the, the well something gets literally lost in translation right so it's hard yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very hard for dubbed and like english dubbed animations to match the same vibe and the same tone as the the original language that they were written in and like the original vas like it's really hard to find casts that hit hit all the same marks yeah yeah for sure whoop sorry there was a rat anyway uh-huh. um all right I, I, sorry, i'm not streaming to you i should be doing that i am watching it just it's the delay is not that much too you were like there's a rat and i looked over and there's the rat that's fair all right it's well anyway fair. now it's now i'm streaming live to you anyway <laughs> um so the animation is stellar beyond like i can't i can't think of any other western animated feature that has better animation there may be some anime out there that have like better more feeling animation but i'm not i'm not wise to much modern anime i would i would honest i would kind of argue that legend of korra was trending toward that place but it ended Mm. it did end a few years ago but like Mm -hmm. were legend of korra airing today I think they would be kind of at par because the That's fair. the third and fourth season of that show had some 
absolutely incredible sequences in it. But that's the only, that you're right, like that's the only one I can kind of think of that comes close, but also I don't have my nose, my nose super to the ground in terms of like animation mediums right now. Like I've right. seen, I've seen The Owl House, which is a really great show, um, but the animation isn't on the same, like they're trying to do completely different things. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but it's still like very good, just not quite the same like sweeping. Like you don't you don't see the really the the effort into certain details and into the fight sequences um, and stuff outside of feature length movies in in Western animation. I think. Uh-huh. And I think an, oh, the other big strength of Castlevania is the character writing because I I, I you care about almost every single named character that there is mm-hmm. right like the only the only there's only a couple of instances at, that I can think of that and they're usually bad guys there's a couple characters in season 3 that like you actively you like you don't you don't not care about them you just want them to be dead mm-hmm. um or like you're or you're curious like what's this guy's deal mm-hmm. um without spoiling too much but um every character you like want good things for or you I, just because like they're a badass or because they are um like what's the, not relatable mm-hmm. close to relatable because they are um sympathetic that's the word right um they're either sympathetic characters or they're enjoyable characters to watch because of their personality or because of their uh, abilities and the fact that they give you such great action sequences and such like that um there's a lot of reasons to care about all of the characters mm-hmm. and with few exception at least in my like from my, my opinion there are very few exceptions as the characters you actually care about and it's it's, it's quite it's quite good uh, the overall plot writing um it's okay i don't think it's not bad by any means but it's definitely not like on the same level as the character and dialogue writing right um but overall, you do like kind of like you you care about what happens to the characters more so than you care about like what's like what's the overarching plot of each character, mm-hmm. you know? Like not so much if each character of the of the show rather. Um. So yeah, I I whole I wholeheartedly recommend it if you have Netflix, it's there. The first two se- se- uh, seasons, especially, are quite short, mainly because the first season is really just one big pilot episode. Yeah. Like, the f- I think the first season is four episodes I, long. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like three <laughs> or four. It's not long. It's not long. And by the end of it, you're like, oh, okay, so they, that's spoiling too much. But the, 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 the first four episodes are getting the posse together to go and kill Dracula. Mm-hmm. And then the second season is them going and trying to kill Dracula. So there you go. Um, so the first two seasons are really just like the, the one story arc, and then the six, the sec, the third and fourth seasons are each their own contained thing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the series is over, but there's going to be a spinoff series set a few hundred years in the future, focused on none of the characters. Oh, well, none, but certainly not most of the characters involved in the first Castlevania series. Mm. Um, but either way, like they, they've knocked it out of the park with the first one, so. I am curious to see if they do it as well with the second. Is is the second series, like, is it spinning off of any games, or is it just, like, kind of taking the concept Does, of the world and running with it? Uh, there's not been a lot of details, mm. um, but we are... All, the main thing we know so far is that it is the descendants of some of the characters in the in the original, in the, the first series, and it's going to be set in the 1700s. Mm. Oh, there's a road here. We're just kind of It'll be just crossing. like Disney's descendants, and they'll all sing really... Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like that. Really <laughs> semi-bad pop songs about how evil they are. Uh-huh. <laughs> Have you seen any of the Descendants how, how movies? How dare you mention Disney's descendants on my podcast? <laughs> hey, this is our podcast. <laughs> right, which means it's also part if mine. we... Go down, then we go down to get. Have you seen one of any of the Descendants movies? Decidedly, no. Why? <laughs> because it, I I haven't been the age to watch Disney Channel original TV shows in a long time. Interesting. <laughs> I th- 
what was the last one like uh, what was i think sweet life of zach and cody there's no the second series where they're on a cruise ship that's like the last one that was kind of yeah sweet life on deck was like the last one i kind of knew about interesting i i disengaged from there like that's probably good for your mental health however Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i think that sometimes it's fun to make fun of the things that youths are into that youths are into yeah that's fair Uh, so why so why did you choose this series castlevania uh i like it a lot okay (laughs) like why do you choose any of the things you choose i don't know i wasn't sure if there (laughs) sometimes there's like a specific moment that happens during the week and it's like oh i'm gonna talk about this and it's because of this Mm. um i think i just caught myself thinking about castlevania the series a lot and Mm -hmm. hoping and hoping that the next series comes out soon (laughs) and is as good if not better um I here's the thing if there's anything I know about mm-hmm. series that are like continuations I, if we if we may take a lesson from Legend of Korra yes yes I, f- I feel like the second season of the, the the Castlevania series is probably the strongest but I wouldn't call season 3 or 4 weak by any means no like it it really <laughs> did it only kind of got more intense and more interesting. I think seasons mm-hmm. two and four were probably my favorites. Um, Cause I, yes. I did really like the way it kind of concluded. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the pacing got a lot better in season three and yeah. four. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Um, but yeah, like legend of Korra, it's like, kind of just wasn't as good. Was it? No. And they made mm-hmm. Toph a cop. Yeah, they did. They did do that. Hey, what if we made our, our little rapscallion character a, a cop <laughs> and a bad uh, parent? What if we yeah. made everyone bad parents? What if the villains make a good and valid point, but they take it too far so that the, so that there's both sides to the conflict that are just like it's like this like like this villain might might have some good points, but he is his his methods are not okay and therefore he's still the bad guy unequivocally unequivocally this is the future that leftists want uh yeah <laughs> sorry kel's in the chat saying oh are we posting <laughs> the writing choices in legend of Korra?" yeah go we off are. <laughs> lovely, I, lovely listen about when the pandemic kind of first started i made theo watch avatar the last airbender with me um, mm-hmm. which was my first time kind of sitting and doing a full, like, rewatch, And mm-hmm. it was his first time watching it all the way through as well. I think he'd seen bits and pieces. And season three just, is so good. Season three is so good. The whole mm-hmm. thing is so good. Like, mm-hmm. it's so well-written and funny, and, like, you can watch it in a fairly short amount of time, and then it's mm-hmm. like... You know, and then here's this other series that's going to be in the same world, except things are different and they're more serious. And it was like... I remember being pretty hyped when I saw the Legend of Korra trailer and then just kind of, just kind of being bored while I was watching it. Yeah. I didn't, Um, like, I didn't really, I didn't care about anything that was happening. I, like, I did kind of get strung along because I, at the time, was a lesbian. Oh yes, you were you were you were two different things. I was I was very I was very different things. I was like 16 and I was a lesbian and so I mm-hmm. watched and loved it and I kept hoping it was it was like Legend of Korra was my BBC's Sherlock if that makes sense because I kept waiting for it to get better and suddenly all clicked together <laughs> and make sense and be good and be perfect uh-huh. and be what I wanted like, it to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it just it never quite got there never quite got there um kuvira is still so hot that i didn't even i didn't even watch long enough to i didn't even watch long enough for kuvira to show up i feel like see and i feel like you would find her kind of interesting but the pacing in the last two seasons of legend of horror are just god awful Weren't there also some, like, radicalist airbenders at some point? Uh, yeah, there there were some interesting things to be said about radicalism and, um, anarchists and yeah. non-capital, anyways. Um, so it's like, my hope is that 
this series do, does keep, you know, keep the good things and not make the same mistakes. Right. Yeah. As Oh, hang on. We've approached a dungeon, it would seem, mm. because we got a little thing that said that spider webs. Yeah, there's a little dungeon over there. I'm not going to go in there. The dungeons in here could be huge <laughs> and also are much more exciting than walking in the overworld. So. That's fair. Um, okay, but I think that's a good point because we sort of we got off the Castlevania boat. We started on it. We got on a second boat along the way, which is a whole other episode. We're on so. several boats. We are. Yes, we are. All the <laughs> but boats. no, you have you ha you have a whole other topic that you've already planned and thought out. So let's go ahead and take a little dirt. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay. How are you relating it to? Skyrim. Oh no! Nope. Oh, this there's vampires. Thing. There's vampires in it. There's vampires in, in Daggerfall. You can turn into a vampire, actually. How do you turn into a? Can we turn into a vampire? If a vampire uh, get, hits us in a way, and we can we ro get a bad disease resistance roll, and we contract um, the disease that makes us a vampire, uh -huh. uh, we can become a vampire. I think we should become vampires. That would be very difficult, considering that we half of the time we are walking, it is daytime. Um, so no, okay. I, I do not want to become a vampire. Well, <laughs> actually, you should send us an email at goodgriefpod at gmail dot com um, <laughs> to tell us if you think we should become vampires or not, um, or leave a comment in whatever we may, episode. Depending on what is. what we end up like, we may end up not having a choice if a vampire smacks us, yeah. and we don't and we don't get cured of our disease in time but like um, what we could seek it out is the thing i don't <laughs> send us an email no. sure yeah do that i don't yeah. know if there's uh, a resounding <laughs> audience response we'll think about mm -hmm. it harder we'll think yeah um but now we should but take anyway. a dirt <laughs> okay but but yes yeah now now we'll take a dirt okay nap. okay so we're gonna, gonna, gonna rest we're gonna rest okay we will be right back amazing And we're back. Back. We're back. Howdy. Back. Well, there. Now now we're back on the... Well, we went to take a dirt nap and something attacked us. Oh, no. Something is atta something's attacking us. Uh, ah! Oh, it's a bat. It's a, it's a dragonling. There we go. Oh, never mind. Okay, let's, let's try that again. <laughs> <laughs> if I were... Okay, well... It's a bear. If you had yeah. the chance to change your feet, would you... Oh, yeah, happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> that was a Scottish accent, but, you know, yeah, still. Uh, but, you know. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Um, yes, yes. Britain. Oh, boy, now you're going to censor yourself. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm the oh. one that does it. It's fine. Right, right. This is like when someone else... It's, it's like when I make more dirty dishes than I necessarily need to. I do the dishes, so I'm allowed to do that yeah. and stuff. But if, but if anyone else does it, does you're, they're making that choice for me. So, yeah. you know. That's literally All right. me at work. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what what topic have you brought to the table today? I am going to talk about a couple things. Um, a couple things? Well, because I'm going to start with one thing and it's going to evolve and elongate into another thing. That's an interesting choice of verb. Go ahead. I'm intrigued. The Furby is an American... Oh, no. <laughs> that's, why, that's why you use that verb. Oh, no. The Furby is an American electronic robotic toy that was originally released in 1998 by... Sorry, my chair is stuck on something. It all makes sense. Now it all... <laughs> <laughs> All according to Keikaku. Mm -hmm, Keikaku mm -hmm. means plan, and in this case, it means Furby. Nope. Yep. Um, Furby is an American <laughs> electronic robotic toy that was originally released in 1998 by Tiger Electronics. It resembles a hamster or owl-like creature, and went through a period of being a must-have toy following its holiday season launch, with continual sales until 2000. Over 40 million Furbies were sold during the first three years of its original production, with 1.8 million sold in 1998 and 14 million in 1999. 
just means we have that much longer to go until they're eradicated. <laughs> its speaking capabilities were translated into 24 languages. Um, what do you know about Furbies? Wait, hang on. Its speaking capabilities were... They Wait, do they say words that are real? Like they talk, yeah. Do they talk in English? I think so. I think they... Okay, no. They just say they, a few, like, words. Yeah. They don't say sentences. No, they don't say sentences, <laughs> but they say, like... They say, like, words, and they also speak uh, furbish, if you will. Mm-hmm. Right. This is sort of like... Uh, like a, a like a like a that's what it's, an, it's an affront to God in the eyes of people who actually do conlangs. But let's go. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, okay, so like, what are your what are your thoughts on Furbies? What do what do you think about them? Well, oh, I like them. No, okay. I'm just kidding. I hate them. Why I hate do them you a hate lot. them? What, okay, <laughs> they are, okay. I I just like dolls and th- animatronic like things that are in my house that like have chaotic energy and. Or chaotic or threatening auras and um furbies ha- that like there's been so many like reports of furbies just kind of like waking up with no um stimulus okay because- so you don't <laughs> like them specifically because you think they're kind of haunted they're, they they if they if a an i if an object a toy were to be haunted i would rather it be almost anything other than a furby they just they they, they don't blink have and hands. their eyes glow. They blink and their eyes close and open and they're so big and round and they're so scary. <laughs> they- <laughs> that's sorry. That's kind of fun. like I'm sorry that it disturbs you. It's kind of funny. Like okay, it, it disturbs me in a humorous way. Like I I don't think I would be super unsettled if I saw one in real life. Mm-hmm. For shorter than thirty minutes, mm-hmm. um, so but you know we will see. <laughs> nice, interesting. So they're, they're like they're like a little cryptid toy. They really are. They're they're kind of yeah. They're they're their own little creature. So their their slogan is: "The more you play with me, the more I do. I will keep <laughs> amazing you." Um, a newly purchased Furby starts out speaking entirely Furbish, the unique language that all Furbies use, with 42 different words in the first generation release, forming hundreds of phrases. They are programmed to speak less Furbish and gradually start using English or another language the more times they are turned on. Okay, so it's as a function, not it doesn't listen to you, it just there's a, there's a counter in it. Yeah, gotcha. basically. Okay, uh, the, I feel slightly better about that. Okay. <laughs> but, like, well, your, your fear is similar to other people's feet like there was a thing where furbies were banned from like intelligence offices because you know (laughs) for all of the intelligence officers that were carrying their furbies to work and stuff but like you know what i mean like people were afraid that furbies had listening devices in them um Mm -hmm. so part of the the fear and paranoia around them is you know oh my god they're listening to me and they're Mm -hmm. adapting um, no, they're literally just saying more words that they've been pre-programmed to, to say. Um, mm-hmm. so the, the 1998 Furby, which is the, that's the OG, the original one, uh, who is only a few months younger than me, just so, just so you're aware, we are, I am the same age as Furbies. Lovely. Yeah. Um, they boast adaptive language learning, light sensors, touch sensors, full body movement, and communication with other Furbies, all into a compact robot with one motor and a camshaft gear assembly, unique for its time. So, the Furby is... I... Here's the thing. I don't think I ever had a Furby. I think my sister may have. Um, I don't... I think our neighbor had a Furby. I just think they're... Uh, like for for reasons that will become apparent uh, as I get more into this topic, I think they are great now in mm-hmm, in this mm-hmm. day and age. Um, so, so you had a neighbor that had one. Yes. And how was that experience for you? Eh, I don't like nothing. Nothing traumatic happened to me, as far as I'm aware. It's more like hearing about them and seeing like Furbies found in the wild. Mm-hmm. Or like in disrepair, yeah. they just they 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 look like having the, the, a big old those big old eyes staring at you from a pile of refuse is not lovely. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I will say that like the haunted adjacent experiences I had with toys as a child 
um, we're not Furbies, but like my sister had a few for real friends. Um, oh. Are you familiar with that? I think it was Hasbro. So somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she had a. There was a like golden retriever dog robot and a parrot do- like robot thing, and mm-hmm. those were terrifying. Anyways, okay. uh, initial creation. Um, David, Dave Hampton and Caleb Chung spent nine months creating the Furby, in addition to nine months spent designing the toy. After two attempts at licensing the concept, they invited fellow toy and game inventor Richard C. Levy to join their efforts to sell Furby. Levy bought, brought Furby to Tiger Electronics, and Tiger's Roger Schiffman brought the rights to it. Uh, its first public appearance was at the American International Toy Fair in 1998. They originally retailed at about $35, and upon release, they sold very well. Catapulting demand during the 1998 Christmas period drove the resale price to over $100, and sometimes as high as several hundred dollars. Furbies were- It's strange how things like this would happen with, like, these sorts of toys. You don't really hear about it happening outside of, like, I guess some game consoles, but then again, mm-hmm. it's not like we're- any of us are parents so like we don't hear about these sort of crazes but like i remember that uh, cabbage patch kids mm-hmm. were, were sort of a similar thing in the 80s when you and i are we're close enough in the same age that i don't think that in our in our current time existing we don't know a lot of people our age who are parents who have had to like go out and wait in like 800 person waiting lines for the hot new toy um whereas like i think in the in the 80s and 90s like that was particularly in the 90s that was like a really big mm-hmm. thing to the point where it was like replicated in sitcom tropes and like movies oh, Kel-, Kel is saying that this still happens <laughs> oh, God. see and you'd you'd kind of like in my brain I don't I don't hear about it as much but I also don't really right. have my ear to the ground and like hot we, toy yeah, we're, commodities we, we do not we do not have children and thus we are not the target audience here mm-hmm um, yeah, Kelly used to be way plugged into the toy collecting scene. Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Lovely. Yeah, it's it's something that definitely, like, interests me, because I think it's it's kind of a neat thing, but also I cannot be bothered to stand in line for more than 25 minutes for, for something like this, you know? Um, yeah. But I think about, like, the time that it came out and, like, how how common this kind of thing was and the way that it's been like parodied in movies like jingle all the way and i don't yeah. know like the a christmas story and there was an extended um cabbage patch kid attainment sequence slash b plot in an episode of uh, halt and catch fire oh yeah yeah i remember that show. I, I should rewatch that show I'll, yeah, I will. It's really I'll good. Cry. Anyways, um, mm-hmm. what was I going to say? Oh, uh, one of the things that I just, on a personal note, find interesting about Furbies is they kind of, they almost kind of move away from the popular, um, like the, they're a very gender neutral kind of toy. Um, at least the the original one was in 1998 because it was just based on like, what if you had a little guy that you could keep in your house. And one of the articles that I just skimmed through cited the their kind of design and concept as like the the year before or like one or two years before Tamagotchis had become very popular. Um, so people were really into the like kids were really into the idea of taking care of something and like doing stuff with it. And it was a way to kind of like teach your kid responsibility without necessarily having them have a life in their hands. <laughs> Uh, yeah. because, you know, here, here, Timmy, here's a goldfish. Don't kill it. That's stressful. Whereas, like, the, Timmy, the worst... Timmy's gonna kill the goldfish. Timmy's gonna <laughs> kill the goldfish, but $35 on a Furby, worst you're gonna be out of is $35, which is, you know, all things considered, not as bad as a life. Um, and, and I, Furbies are harder to kill, I can say. Uh-huh. Can you say that with, with certainty? How, yes. how many Furbies have you killed, Richard? I've killed no Furbies, but I, I can say with certainty that goldfish are easier to kill. Uh-huh. Anyways, um, but <laughs> I just, I, th- I think they're kind of neat that this followed a vein of, like, teaching kids about, like, just personal responsibility and accountability as opposed to, like, 
you're a boy, so here's a car, and you're a girl, so here's a baby. You know, like it's a creature, but it's yeah. not a baby. You're not like right, and it, and like Furbies seem, seem seem to be like it, they they seem to be targeted at no particular gender, like you're saying. Yeah. So like, but they also don't really need care. Did they? Did they need care? Like, not really. the The only thing they kind of the the original the and we'll we'll circle back around to this. Um, the only thing the the original ones really needed was to be like turned on and interacted with. Um, some some people say that like the main reason for their popularity was because of uh, apparent intelligence and their like their ability to learn learn the language. Um, but they didn't really seem to need much. I don't know, like much more than that. Um, so yeah, like after, after the initial design, there, there are like several generations and iterations of Furbies, um, that kind of spanned throughout the years. Like there are, yeah, like several generations of the, um, like just kind of straight up original original kind of furby so they're the round guys with little owl beaks and fur and they've they've got their their two big eyes and they also have like a spot for an infrared uh, like sensor basically so they would wake up when the sensor is disrupted which i think also so there's a so there's now a motion detector in the thing <laughs> there has always been a motion detector in the thing Okay, so what's the infrared sensor? That's, well, how is that an innovation? Well, it's not an innovation. I'm just saying like oh, that's okay. that's part of the original design. Like they they always okay, kind of okay. came with that gotcha. capability. Um, right. So then from there in 1999, uh, we got Furby babies. There you go. There we go. Um, there you go. Smaller than the originals. Um, have higher voices, cannot dance, but they switch to speaking English more quickly. Uh, they also have an extended vocabulary and different Easter eggs and games built into them. Furby babies came in 24 different colors, all have white eyelashes and one of six different eye colors. Um, after that, there were um, some Furby friends that were kind of like fandom versions of the, of the creatures. There was... Uh, Furby style Gizmo from Gremlins, uh, Furby style interactive Yoda, uh, interactive ET. Another friend of Furby called Shelby is similar to Furby but looks like a clam, and has a different huh. personality. Oh, Shell, Shelby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, they also have sensors that can sense loud sounds, can sense being upside down. They say things like "shiver me timbers" and "walk the plank" when left upside down for an extended period of time, and they laugh when tickled. Their uh, their antennae or tennies, as they like to call them, uh -huh. they purr when petted. They can be fed by sticking a finger in their mouth. Similarly, Shelby's do not have their own names, unlike the classic Furbies. Shelby's are also capable of knowing if it is talking to a Furby or another Shelby, saying phrases such as, where's Furby, though they cannot differentiate between a Furby and a Furby baby. They just assume it's a Furby. Hmm. Um, in addition to English, Shelby's also know some Furbish words and also have their own unique language called Shelbish. Interesting. See, what's funny is that Shelby's a name. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a name. Yeah. Furby's not. No one's named Furby. I know people named Shelby. Well, we have a Furby <laughs> street in, in Winnipeg. B -b hmm? Furby's a last name. Huh. I mean, Shelby is too, I suppose. Yeah. Um, hmm. Anyways, Furby so street. there were, Lovely. there were multiple multiple iterations of of furbies uh ranging from emototronic furbies in 2005 to emototronic furby babies emototronic funky furbies what does that word mean emotion and electronic something so are they like walk around uh let me 
<laughs> Let me have a, if, a look if, here. Everything that you're saying about this only makes it worse. <laughs> oh my god, Shelby's are really weird looking. Lovely. Um, go Google that, guys. And we'll yeah. go Google what Shelby's look like. Yeah. Is it spelled with two L's or one L? Uh, just one L. They were a line of Furby friends that could interact with the classic Furbies. Like, they're kind of cute. They're just really weird. So you probably have to say, spell, like, type out Shelby Furby because mm -hmm. Shelby's just a name. So, like... Um, okay, 2005 saw the resurgence of a new Furby design called Emototronic Furbies. Um, they were released in... Okay. Funky Furbies were released in 2006. You're not giving me much information. Uh, um, we're just going to assume it means walking Furby. Uh, yeah, Furbies that, Furbies that are mobile and can follow you places. Yes, uh, the new Furby like, design like down was, a dark al alley. was almost double the size of the original Furby and featured a rubber beak, proper plastic feet as opposed to fabric ones, bigger ears, mm -hmm. eyes with more detail, no tail, except <laughs> for the funky Furbies, and a different body shape. So these guys were, instead of being round, they were a little more oblong with kind of like haunches. They're more of an egg shape, you know? Sure. Sure. They're not like an orb, they're an egg. Um, and also a, a switch that would activate uh, the following modes on, off, and try me. I, I know what that means, but it sounds really funny to think that the Furby, the, like, Emototronic Furby had a, you know, fuck around and find out, kind of. <laughs> Kel is saying that 2005 Furbies are super rare, weren't released for long, and they don't walk. They're bigger and fuzzier, and the eyes are smaller and less creepy. I think they're very cute. I mean, I think all okay. Furbies are very cute, personally. All Furbies are cute, yeah. Hashtag, <laughs> yes, all Furbies. Yes, all Furbies. Yeah. Uh, okay. in which case, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, 2013, there was a Furby boom. I do think, okay, in 2012, a series of toys called Furby Party Rockers was released. Furby Party Rockers? Yeah, you know, like, sorry for party rocking. Like, party rock anthem? Party rock, yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. God, like uh, that's all I can. It was 2012. Uh, yeah, Party Rock Anthem was out at that point. Yeah. yeah a new. Uh, so in 2012, a new Furby was released. It had more expressive LCD eyes, a wider range of emotions, its own iOS and Android app, and the ability to adapt its personality and reaction to user behavior. The on-off like switch. Less and less. <laughs> the on-off switch is replaced with a reset button. The Furby turns itself off after one minute of inactivity. Okay. Yeah. So you can't turn it off? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, then there were Furby Boom, Furblings, Furby Boom Crystal. Oh, it's like Sailor Moon. This is just like Sailor Moon, actually. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. um, Furby Boom Crystal <laughs> Furblings. Furbaka. In June 2015, a Furby that resembles Chewbacca from Star Wars. Oh, Furby. okay. I thought you meant like a Tsundere Furby. No, that's uh. really funny. <laughs> um, and two, two, 2016, another new Furby with more expressive eyes and movements was released, along with an app containing a whole world of Furblings for it to interact with. Uh, the Furby Connect has a translucent plastic joystick on its head, which lights up different colors when logged on. Uh, no, when toggled, and is used to control games played with furblings in the app. Um, uh, um, hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and as you can probably guess, the Furby Connect looks absolutely hideous, and I do hate it, actually. <laughs> Are they still making Furbies? Are they still making new lines of Furbies? Uh, there doesn't seem to be any new ones coming out after 2016. Um, right now, most of the hype is around retro Furbies, around the ones that came out, you know, circa 1998, and, like, that, that older design, because I think as the years have progressed, Furbies have gotten much more sleek and plat- like, part of that is probably because of manufacturing costs and just, like, the, the price of fake fur. Whew, let me tell mm -hmm. you. As, as a drag performer. As a drag queen. <laughs> Uh, fake fur is expensive, so now there's a lot more plastic bits and electric bits, and they're not really as, as fuzzy as 
as they once were. Mm-hmm. Um, so no- the popularity around Furby now is making the most cursed items. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to... They have a sort of reputation, which I have alluded to slash share. Mm-hmm. The... <laughs> um, which brings us to the long Furby. Mm-hmm. Uh, what so is... When did the long Furby happen? So, uh, this is... Who, who did... Also, who did this I'll, to I'll us? Tell you. I just want to talk. Listen, I'll tell you. I just want to talk. One, there is one actual <laughs> person that can be blamed and thanked for this. Um, okay. And right. I am... Well, very... short of doxing them, tell me everything about them. I'm not going to... There's <laughs> articles about them. So, from the official okay. Furby fandom wiki, a long Furby, off, often also referred to as a long boy... <laughs> is an odd body furby known for its long body they vary in length but are generally in the three to five foot range traditionally they still have their ears and feet but the only real requirement is that they have the furby face to support their long bodies a plastic doll armature wire or coolant pipes are used as a skeleton making them poseable the tiger electronics slash hasbro body is gutted and partly replaced by a long flexible stuffed worm-like plushy body Alternatively, there have been instances of Hasbro Furbies not being gutted and simply being skinned and put into new, albeit a longer, coat of fur while remaining fully functional. Long Furby is a self-proclaimed cult that is often flaunted online and sometimes practiced publicly in real life. This most likely stems from the fact that members of this community often meet remarks about the supposed creepiness of their creations with jokes about demon possession, hauntings, human sacrifice, and occultism in general. Any generation can be made into a long Furby, but it is most common to see the original Furbies or their beanbag buddies to be used in the long variety. Um, so <laughs> Tumblr user Furby Fuzz, also known as Aloe, created the first long Furby with the initial thought of what if Furby was longer? Long. Yeah, there you go. Um, Here's a quote from Aloe. She was an idea that I had to get out and onto paper. Five months after drawing the concept on May 14th, 2018, long Furby was born. Aloe calls her Mama Long Furby. Aloe became famous within Furbler and produced long Furbies to sell. Many other people. I'm sorry, Furbler, yeah. as in like the Furby fandom on Tumblr. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Many other people started making their own long Furbies, developing a long Furby community niche inside the Furby fandom. There's even a dedicated website gallery for all the long boys, longfurby.com. Anyone with photos of their long Furbies can submit to the site and have their longest boys added to the long Furby compendium. My longest boys. My longest boys. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's the long Furby and longfurby.com, I gotta say, is pretty spectacular. If you have not seen a long Furby, I uh, I can't say I recommend it, but it is also like it's a very it's a very interesting experience. I think, listen, I think there's. I've never so seen one funny. in person, and I like want to briefly in a situation where i can in a you know in a controlled environment (laughs) a controlled environment that has a clear clearly marked exits Mm -hmm. um Um, dirt's brother has made one apparently lovely oh this one is a furby that's a bong someone put a furby faceplate onto a bong this this doesn't show through in like the recording like the audio recording yeah, but I just have this most—I I have the most defeated look on my face. Uh. <laughs> uh, bong Furby. Bong Furby. Yeah, instead of Long Furby, it's it's Bong Furby. Okay. If, if it's both, I guess it's Blong Furby. Yeah. Um, I don't. That wouldn't be economical. Okay. Uh, Kel apparently hates Long Furbies. Yes, I mean you know. Okay, so here, if I may, make the case for Long Furby. Okay, so do you like them because they're cursed? I think that was part of the initial appeal. Um, my my other thing is, I, I'm a very big fan of toys that I can hold and that I can hug. And the Furbies that I've encountered, they're not that plushy. They're kind of, you know, it's, it's fur and skin. Um, 
like on on a little robot. They're like they're little robot uh, guys, and I think <laughs> robot guys are cool. I want the way that you describe it kind of implies that it feels like real human or animal skin. Okay, well, that you know that's not what I mean. <laughs> um, you just <laughs> listen. So I here I want to be I want to be able to hug a Furby. Um, and long okay. Furbies are both posable, which is important to me, um, and huggable, which is also important to me. Um, they seem to be quite soft, and they have cool little faces. And I think the creativity behind a lot of people's long Furby designs is just very kind of neat. Like, they're a design in and of itself that I think was created to be both cute and like a little off-putting like they're kind of they're a little bit of nightmare fuel i'm not gonna lie mm -hmm. uh it's mm -hmm. you know a, a chicken hamster basically yeah it's like a baby griffin um without wings without wings or arms well that it only has two feet that we know of that's true. Okay. just if, if, if a long furby's long enough it can hug you yes and i would love that um Anyways, so I just, I think they, <laughs> I think they're very cool. Um, and I also just, I enjoy, I enjoy seeing other people who really like Furbies in, you know, their own, I was going to say in the wild, but no, like, you know, on online. And it's like people who are really into Furbies, like they, they design and draw their own custom Furbies and they go out of their way to like make them and they draw weird fan art of Furbies made of moss or... Kel, Kel apparently had, well, had a custom Furby phase, <gasps> though apparently does not appreciate the long variety. Which is, you know, that's fair. And I can understand mm -hmm. that. I, I think part of me is so impressed by people who make custom toys that I'm like, no matter how cursed it is at first kind of glance, part the, the appreciation is almost always going to take over for me. Um... Like, I, I feel a similar kind of way about, um, do you remember that, like, big Momo scare that was going around a few years ago? Where it's like Momo. that- as in the, the creature from Avatar? No, it was like this, um, it was this, like, cre it was this picture of, of a sculpture that someone had done, and the picture of it was going around, and it was just, like, very unnerving and kind of uncanny, um, and mm -hmm. people were- using it i think to freak kids out and be like you know if you don't send this picture to five of your friends then like your mom's gonna die tonight and it would you know freak people out um and so short shortly after people did some digging into the image and they were like no this is by like a japanese artist and it's a very unsettling image that like i can't really look at for a, a really long time um mm -hmm. because i just stuff that's like for me, like, creature weirdness doesn't upset me a whole lot. It's, like, the uncanny valley that's, like, almost human but not quite and, like, kind of disordered. Like, that, that's what is mm -hmm. unsettling for me. Um, but it's, like, as unsettled as I am and as upset as that kind of makes me, um, the appreciation that I have for, like, someone's brain and, like, their ability to visualize that is just, it's always going to kind of trump it. <laughs> Um, mm. and also, I just, I would like a long Furby. Um, <laughs> I just, I want one. I want to hold one, and I want to love one. I never had a Furby as a child, and I want one now. Please. You should talk to Dirt's brother. I should. I should actually. He, uh, he made my, um... Why am I encouraging this? <laughs> <laughs> he, he made my, my Metaton costume. Like, he had made that as a You're... cosplay for himself. Oh, the Metaton costume. Yeah. Okay. Um, Kel knows what I'm talking about. The Momo image. Mm. I'm not going to Google it because it's going to make me upset. Okay. Yeah. So that is, that is my, my pitch for the long Furby. I know I'm not going to change any hearts or minds today, but I stand by it. Um, I think they're I mean, cool. Yeah. Uh, um, how do I, I relate be, it? Be, it, it? I would, I, it would be nice to see... Uh, in a museum, behind a glass case. Uh -huh. So if I have one in my apartment when you come to visit, would you like me to find another home for it? I would like I would like to see it. 
and then not see it anymore. Okay, because you know that I have, like, a puppet in my closet, right? Yeah, puppets are whatever. Okay, so puppets are fine, well, but long dep- furbies aren't. Dep- depends on the puppet. But this yeah. is the puppet that I've, like, boned on stage multiple times. Yeah, it doesn't look especially creepy. No, he's just kind of a guy. He's just kind of a guy, yeah. But yeah, uh, how do I relate this back to the Elder Scrolls? Um... You've definitely stumped me, I'm, so I go mean, for it. My my brain was like, I I like the little head cannons that it's like they're baby griffins or there's some kind of like, so that was kind of that was what I was kind of thinking about mm-hmm. was just kind of them being some kind of like infant stage of a some kind of creature. Does. The Elder Scrolls have griffins. I don't know that they do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, there are griffins. G-R-Y-P-H-O-N. They live primarily on Somerset Isle, which is where the High Elves are from. I kind of, in my brain, I wanted to be like, yeah, there are griffins in the Elder Scrolls, which means there are babies, which means there are Furbies out wandering about. Mm-hmm. In Sky, in Daggerfall, and Skyrim. Maybe, maybe not the long ones, but yeah. Well, the long ones I think would have to fit into some kind of weird alchemical situation. You know, like those don't happen. <laughs> those don't happen by accident. In the same way that you know, Furbies themselves don't happen by accident. They were just like right. They're they're very intentional. They're intentional little guys. <laughs> and then they're not mutations they are creations yeah. and I think that's kind of beautiful mm-hmm. I have problems but it's fine perhaps perhaps I'm somewhat overplaying my distaste for them because it is, it funny, is funny to be <laughs> so it's fun to have uh, you know hot takes about things that you don't actually care about Yes, especially when there's a there is a sizable group of people on the internet who do the same thing as you. There's a reason why everyone why the opinions of of pineapple on pizza are like so hotly debated when it's literally just a food preference. Yeah, it doesn't affect me in any kind of way, but it's like yeah. it's fun to I don't know. It's fun to be upset about things for emphasis and comedy. Okay. Yes, yes. Um, I, God, there's a, there's a little Pope Furby on this website. Now that would be fun. I think it'd be it's fun not a, Furby, It's not I, even a long one, it's just a Furby in a little Pope hat. I think things that are dressed as Popes that are not Pope-like in any way is hilarious. There's a tortoise Pope in Elden Ring that I found the other day. Hmm. His name is Miriam, and he help and he talks to me and tells me about lore, and uh, also teaches me magic spells. I will say, okay, for the long furbies, once you add like arms onto them that aren't just the paws, no, 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 I don't, no. I don't love those. I don't like when things get spindly. <laughs> like, wait, hang on, hang on a second. Long furbies aren't spindly. No, they're just long. <laughs> Long Furbies are just long. To be spindly, you have to have, like, multiple appendages. Long Furbies are just one appendage. It's just a sausage I guess moving towards you. I guess that's true. You. You're, you're not spindly until you have ex- until you have extrusions yeah. that are significantly, like, thinner than you're like, the main a self. a spider <laughs> is spindly. A centipede is not. That's true. You know? Okay. And long Furbies, when they just have the little paws, or, like, no feet at all, it's like, that's that's a worm or a centipede, and I'm fine with that. Um, I, I kind of want to see, like, a lindworm f- long Furby, which is like a, like a long Furby with two little vestigial wings. Uh, those almost certainly exist. Someone has almost <laughs> certainly like... done that. <laughs> okay. Incredible. But... Anyway, I think that's going to about do us for this episode. So thank you all for watching or listening along. Um, We always appreciate viewers and listeners because without them, the podcast is just 
so much. It's just us uh, talking at each other. It's just us talking. Yeah, it's just it's just ones and zeros, Which, and having even just one person listen along makes it feel like we're somebody and important and gives us meaning. Yeah. So thank you, Cal. Anyway, this, <laughs> yes, thank, thank you, Cal. Uh, well, to you. Right, 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 right. Well, I mean, Kel's the Kel's watching yes. live. Who knows how many people are watching or listening after yeah. the fact? Um, if you want to watch us pref- uh, perform, this perform? is a performance. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, live, you can watch us on twitch.tv slash lackadaisykill, always on Thursdays, sometimes in the evening, but mostly on the mo- in the mornings, Eastern Time. Yeah. Um, Sorry, and I then, then you can... paused. Cal just, <laughs> Cal just told me that they would uh, mail me their old Furbies. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, I'm about to get so powerful, guys. Yeah, they're like, the, um, hmm. Uh, in any case, uh, oh, you can follow Jude's TikTok at uh, Miss uh, at Miss Gender. You can follow his Instagram at Misgender underscore WPG. And upon receiving, hang on, someone's shooting arrows at me. No, I think I can outrun them. Okay, um, you will if if Jude does in fact receive some Furbies from a generous donor, you will almost certainly see them in a TikTok or an Instagram post. Oh, probably. Post. So, so there I you have go. had um, I have had two different Furby um, drag looks planned for the last two years. Oh boy! Um, can't wait for that. Uh, and uh, let's see, is there anything else we need to wrap up? Okay, so we're going to have. have to, are we still being we're still being chased? chased? No. Okay. okay, so we are we are nearly to Wickert Hall, which is where we have to take a. We're going to try and get to there so we can have a not a bed nap rather than a yeah. dirt nap. But until next week, I hope that you all have a wonderful and safe time doing whatever it is that you are on doing. Sa- May the road oh, on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yes, on St. Patrick's Day. That's when we're that's when we're recording this. Not not to date us mm-hmm. too hard. <laughs> all right, but as always, may the road rise up to meet you. Bye. Bye.